With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Special Prosecutor Larry Clayman. I'm the only lawyer ever to obtain a court ruling that a president of the United States committed a crime. For truth, for competition. As a young lawyer, I helped break up AT&T. That's why you have all your cell phones today. For sovereignty, for the republic. I'm the guy who, at Judicial Watch, which I founded, uncovered the Chinagate scandal. Millions of dollars going to the Clinton campaign, corrupting our political system. For the privacy of citizens. And I'm the only guy to have enjoined the National Security Agency from mass surveillance on hundreds of millions of Americans. Tearing it up. I'm the son of meatpackers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. Bringing it back. We're going to take this country apart and put it back together again in the way envisioned by our founding fathers. It's not just talk. We're not just regurgitating news stories. Larry Clayman, special prosecutor, is making the news. And now, here's Larry. Welcome to this week's edition of Special Prosecutor with Larry Clayman. A lot of news this week, but of course, as you know, Freedom Watch and Larry Clayman just doesn't report the news. We make the news. And we have a very special guest coming on in our third segment, former Congressman Bob Barr, former U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Georgia. We've had him on before. Bob's my close friend. He's also my colleague, and he's someone who I worked with in submitting articles of impeachment with regard to Bill Clinton many years ago. He knows a lot about impeachment. We're heading into impeachment with regard to President Donald Trump. We're going to talk about that, what the ramifications are, what the differences are between what happened with regard to Clinton and what the Democrats are now intending to do with our great president. And in that regard, I want to reiterate something I've said before, but I want people to really understand this. In Washington, D.C., it's mutual assured destruction between the Democrats and the Republicans. They work together. They're like the National Football League. You got the American Conference. You got the National Conference. They all can agree on one major thing. It's called money, and from money flows power, and from power flows money. So they never push too hard. They play the game. If you're a Republican, you get yourself on Fox News or a conservative network or written publications. If you're a Democrat, you get on CNN, MSNBC, and leftist publications. You fight it out. You raise money for your reelection. You move on, and you protect each other. So let's look what's going on with regard to the House Judiciary Committee run by that vile human creature by the name of Gerald Nadler. I might add, years ago— I encountered him during the Chinagate scandal 
in the late 1990s when I was running Judicial Watch, which I founded. And he was instrumental, along with Senator Torricelli, in covering up the Chinagate scandal for the Democrats. And here's the guy who claims that President Trump's obstructed justice, yet he obstructed justice when it came to the Clintons way back when. And that tells you what goes on in this town where I am today. There's a cloud, an evil cloud that hangs over this city that doesn't represent the interests of the American people. It represents their own interests. So Nadler now is trying to work the president into an impeachment situation. He makes offers which the president can't accept, offers quote unquote, produce the entire Mueller report or we're going to subpoena you. When he doesn't do that because there's grand jury information, then they come up with contempt citation in the House Judiciary Committee, which went on to the floor of the House of Representatives, which results in a contempt finding, which they're going to seek to enforce civilly and criminally. They won't get anywhere criminally because Trump controls the Justice Department through Attorney General Bill Barr, but they will go to court on that. Now, what's really unbelievable here is there's not one Democrat on the House Judiciary Committee that's read any part of the report, not even a sentence. But yet, they're worried about 2% of information that was redacted, and this is a basis to say there's a constitutional crisis. If the president doesn't comply, then we have to go to impeachment. Of course, they want to impeach him because they look back to the Clinton years and they see that when Clinton was impeached, not for the right reasons, for Monica Lewinsky, not for Chinagate, IRSgate, Travelgate, Filegate, and the rest of the 40 scandals of major crimes, which Bob Barr and I were trying to have considered as part of impeachment, but which Newt Gingrich, who was compromised himself, he was having an affair with his current wife, Kalista at the time, and Democrats found out about that through Barney Frank. Well, it was compromised. But they did wound Clinton enough to cost Al Gore the election in the year 2000. How else could you have had somebody so, so unprepared and frankly limited, and that's a nice way of putting it, is George W. Bush elected president. Oh, my God, you had to destroy Clinton and Gore to do that, even with the close election in the year 2000. So it worked. And the Democrats see that and they're saying, well, we're going to try to wound President Trump enough that he doesn't get reelected. Now, let's look at the other side of the ledger. You've got Attorney General Bill Barr. You've got the Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham saying, we're going to look into what happened with the Steele dossier, with the FISA court, with how this investigation, this witch hunt began. Well, that's all they're going to do is look into it. But what they're doing in saying that is they're pushing back on the Democrats because they're by the grace of God go they. It's mutual assured destruction. Is that you go after me, I'll go after you, and the end of the day we'll both walk away and we'll tell the American people we tried, but sorry, no cigar. No pun intended when it comes to Bill Clinton. We know his proclivity to use cigars for various things. But, and you can ask Monica Lewinsky what that was about. But this is the reality of Washington, D.C., is that there is no reality. It's a reality series. And then you extend that to the cable news networks, to CNN, MSNBC, that use this to boost ratings, advertising dollars from their side, Fox News on their side. You heard me be critical of Sean Hannity week in and week out. You know, Hannity's got a good delivery. I agree with a lot of the stuff he says. Unfortunately, it's the same stuff every night. 
and the same guests every night, Sarah Carter. I mean, I don't know how many times the poor girl has to smile that she's happy that there's a new scandal, that she gets to go on TV. I'm not happy there's a new scandal. I want this country to go forward, not to be always mired in scandal, and that's why I fight these scandals. But when you start promising, as you've seen in the last few days from Hannity and the others, oh, there's going to be heads rolling, there's going to be indictments, there's going to be justice— when in the last 30 years has there been justice for any of the higher-ups in Washington, D.C.? What they do is they burn lower-level people, and they said, okay, we've got our scalps, we're going home. And that's what's happening here. And that's why you need to support Freedom Watch. We are your Justice Department. We have our Citizens Grand Jury starting this month. We're going to indict Mueller. My client, Dr. Corsi, is going to be testifying as to how Mueller threatened him with being indicted if he didn't lie to and implicate the president. We're going to indict Comey. We're going to indict Rod Rosenstein, who wanted to wire himself to wage a coup d'etat on the president. We're going to indict Page and Strzok, the lovebirds. We're going to go after Clapper and Brennan, Obama's intelligence czars, and, of course, Hillary Clinton, Bill Clinton, and the Obamas themselves. We're going to start with certain people in the beginning. We've got witnesses. We're going to have this live streamed. I want you to see it because the American people hold their own fate in their own hands. We, are, are, we have our own destiny. When King George III took our justice system back to the court of St. James in 1776, that was the straw that broke the camel's back in terms of the Declaration of Independence. That's seizing our guns, taxing us heavily and not getting anything in return. That's what started the revolution. We are in a worse state today. And Larry Klain and Freedom Watch and our supporters are trying to do everything we can to avoid that by bringing hard-hitting lawsuits by citizens' grand juries to, in fact, indict, to try, to convict, to mete out sentences peacefully and legally. We are the American people. We own this country. The politicians in Washington work for us. And when they violate that oath of office, they must be held accountable. Same thing for the judges. You know, I was thinking today, when I started Judicial Watch in 1994, Judicial Watch, watching judges, I had experienced a lot of corrupt judges in my short career at that point in time. I was only 17 years a lawyer. Now I'm 42 years a lawyer. And I see it over and over and over again. I talked about it last week with this judge with regard to Chief Justice Roy Moore, who transferred a case to New York on bogus grounds because he didn't like Judge Moore or he didn't like somebody else that was involved with Judge Moore. But we need to hold these judges accountable. In principle, they're our most important public servants, but they have the capacity of doing the most damage to our society. In my former group, Judicial Watch, which is run by a non-lawyer, Tom Fitton, doesn't do anything hardly with judges anymore. But we do. We bring ethics complaints. We bring lawsuits because we need a pure judiciary that can mete out justice because we need justice. But when that judiciary fails us, then we need to take matters into our own legal and peaceful hands with citizens' grand juries, with our leftist strike force bringing cases against the leftist media that's trying to destroy us, the social media companies that are discriminating against conservative thought. We need to use places like Radio America, who, you know, the show is on Radio America. I get to say the truth. It's not censored. It's not filtered. I write for WorldNet Daily, same thing. Some of the articles I write for Newsmax, you know, get to the point as well. Those Newsmax is more middle of the ground. Uh, ground. They're not truly conservative. But 
Larry Clayman and we the people, we need to stand up for what we believe in. And we need competition. And we need to be able to do what needs to be done. Sheriff Arpaio becomes a whipping boy for President Trump because he is against illegal immigration. He's been a great advocate. So they have to destroy him. So um, I filed lawsuits against CNN, Chris Cuomo, the head of CNN, Jeff Zucker, against Huffington Post, Rolling Stone, New York Times. I've done the same thing for Jerry Corsi with regard to people that have defamed him, Roger Stone, Michael Caputo, because they fear Jerry that he's going to tell the truth if he's ever subpoenaed to testify. I filed lawsuits for Larry Loon against Fox News. I'll never be on Fox News again. Were our founding fathers worried whether they were going to get on King George's media network? No. We have to do what we think is right. So I want you to go to freedomwatchusa.org. Support our cause with tax-deductible contributions. We are your Justice Department. We're the mouse that roared. We need to get bigger. We need to stand up for the American people because what you see here in Washington on the, and on the cable networks, that's just a reality series, series. We want to bring reality to this country. We don't want entertainment. We want justice. So go to freedomwatchusa.org, contribute to our cause. Also contribute to the Corsi Legal Defense Fund.com, Clive and Bundy Defense Fund.org. We are fighting for your rights. We are your gladiators, and we need your help. I'm going to be right back with my good friend and colleague, Bob Barr, uh, in the third segment. But before that, I'm going to get to other issues in segment number two. Be right back. Special Prosecutor, Larry Clayman. If you'd like to support Freedom Watch and this radio show, go to freedomwatchusa.org. This week is the 71st anniversary of the founding of the State of Israel. Very, very important. Last year it was the 70th anniversary, and that's when Sasha Baron Cohen lured my client and friend, Chief Justice Roy Moore, to come to Washington to get an award. And in fact, he was defamed in a fraudulent show called Who is America, where he was painted as a pedophile, which he's not. I brought a lawsuit for that against Sasha Baron Cohen. We talked about that last week. But Israel's under attack. Christians and Jews are under attack. Our Judeo-Christian way of life is under attack on every front. And I'm not just talking about issues involving Israel. I'm talking about the values that we learn from the Bible, the values that we try to live by under the Ten Commandments, There's nothing about Judaism or Christianity, which are related, which advocate killing infidels. I'm sorry, that's the difference between Judaism and Christianity and Islam. Now, there are good Muslims out there. Some of them are my friends. Some of them I've represented in the past. They're no longer Muslim. They don't go by the Quran, but they're not inherently bad people, Muslims. But when they start to do things like Representative Ilham Omar, Representative Rashida Talib, Representative Hakeem Jeffries, who are now inside of Congress and are doing everything they can to harm the state of Israel, to harm Judeo-Christian values. In fact, we Hakeem Jeffries, who you haven't read much about, he's from Brooklyn, this week suggested that Donald Trump was implanted in the White House by the Russians. I, I issued a tongue-in-cheek press release saying, well, I guess I can at least agree with Hakeem Jeffries that Allah 
or Allah, small a, didn't put Trump in the White House. But this is a problem, and it's taking over our country, whether it's them, whether it's radical feminists, whether it's atheists. There was an article in the Washington Post today by this clown named Max Boot saying that he hoped that someday we'd have an atheist president, that we may have anything else, but we don't have an atheist running. You know, our country was founded on a belief in God, on Judeo-Christian principles. If we lose that, we lose everything. It was John Adams who said, it doesn't matter how many times you change your rulers or your forms of government. Without ethics, morality, and religion, you will not have a lasting liberty. These are the values we live by. It was Judeo-Christian values as embodied first in Hebraic teachings in the Talmud, later by Jesus when he came uh, on behalf of the Father and, and taught us more about those values and brought us closer to the Father and to God, and his disciples, Paul and Peter and others who carried on after him, that form the basis of this country. I'm sorry, that's what forms the basis of this country. The basis of this country does not emanate from the Quran. It does not emanate from Islamic teachings. It emanates from Judeo-Christian values. And consequently, uh, we have to stand up for those. And while there are good Muslims out there, those good Muslims do not include Ilham Omar, Rashida Tlaib, and Hakeem Jeffries, who now are embedded, ironically, in our own government. And we see this week with Iran— Okay, they're threatening everybody in the Middle East. We see Hamas launching 600 rockets towards Israel, supported by Iran. They want to destroy the Judeo-Christian way of life, Iran. And now we hear things, you know, with regard to the Palestinians from Omar, that, you know, the Israelis are occupation force. They're persecuting the Palestinians and, and this kind of thing. Same thing from Talib. Same thing from Jeffries and others. And we need to stand up to that, and we need to talk clearly. People that have talked clearly, people like Laura Loomer, and who have peacefully done demonstrations tongue-in-cheek, you know, some with humor and some in a way to make a point, get banned from Facebook. I'm going to be bringing a lawsuit for Laura Loomer this week against Facebook. She's got to be able to speak. She's entitled to free speech, and so are other conservatives, but they're discriminated against, and that's why we have a leftist media strike force. It's why we brought cases against all of the social media companies, and I need your support because we need to preserve this Judeo-Christian way of life. It doesn't mean that Muslims can't live here. It doesn't mean that they shouldn't live here peacefully, but it means that this country was founded upon certain values. Those values were not Islamic values. Those were Judeo-Christian values. We do not believe in discrimination against women. We do not believe in in persecution against homosexuals. We don't believe in killing infidels. We don't believe in honor killings. I'm sorry, we don't. And that's why we need to stand up to these radical Muslims that are now infesting the U.S. Congress. And we need to stand up for the president because he's facing certain crises today. I'll be right back with Congressman Bob Barr. We can still call him a congressman, former U.S. attorney. We're going to talk about this march towards impeachment. Bob knows what it's all about. Believe me. I'll be right back. And now, four words that make corrupt politicians make wee-wee in their little pants. Transparency and the rule of law 
will be the touchstones of this president. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Special Prosecutor Larry Klayman. Be the one who makes our country great again. Go to freedomwatchusa.org and donate. I'm back with my good friend, my colleague. As I've said many times, we have a mutual admiration society between us. Bob was the first to introduce articles of impeachment against President Bill Clinton at the time. I worked with him. I worked with the impeachment manager, Dave Shippers. We wanted to expand it beyond Monica Lewinsky into Chinagate, Filegate, IRSgate, Travelgate, other gates. There were 40 Clinton scandals. It should have been able to put Clinton away. It didn't. It just weakened him. It did give rise to President George W. Bush being elected, you know, and I'm not sure that was a great prize, which then gave rise to Barack Obama. <laughs> but, but, Bob, I want to get your insight on, you know, the differences between this march towards impeachment by the Democrats today by trying to set the president up with the Mueller report and subpoenaing him and his son and everything else, creating a, a giving him an offer he can't accept, claiming that he's created a constitutional crisis, and what we did with regard to Bill Clinton. What are the differences in historical perspective? A couple of things, Larry. And first of all, I have to correct the record. Uh, you played more than just a, a minor tangential role. Uh, the work that you did with the organization that you then headed, Judicial Watch, uh, did tremendous uh, positive work in laying the groundwork uh, for the eventual impeachment. And as you just said, even though both you and I and a few other individuals uh, in the Congress recognized long before we knew anything about Monica Lewinsky that uh, there were serious violations of the law and impeachable offenses that had taken place uh, by Clinton and Gore, uh, the two of them in conjunction, uh, regarding the uh, uh, sale of uh, the White House to the uh, the Chinese uh, government and the Chinese People's Army uh, to uh, other foreign sources, uh, loosening of export controls on dual-use technology. I mean, the list goes on and on. Very serious offenses. But at the end of the day, uh, the Republican leadership decided to focus only on the Star Report. And that's fine. I mean, obstruction of justice and perjury are legitimate and appropriate grounds on which to impeach a president. But your question is very important these days, as the Democrats in the House in particular rush to impeach President Trump. The, what, we, what we had as evidence of impeachable offenses, uh, particularly obstruction of justice and perjury back in 1998 uh, was a report that Ken Starr had submitted that was based on actual evidence with regard to the president perjuring himself in judicial proceedings under oath and engaging in actions with people at the White House and outside the White House in order to change their testimony and make the testimony that they would provide in the Paula Jones case and in the Ken Starr investigation more favorable to him. You don't have any of that in the current situation. In other words, what is lacking here is a very clear course of specific actions undertaken by a president with regard to 
legal proceedings then pending against him. That's simply not the case with uh, the, in the current situation. And the Democrats, I suspect, Larry, know that, but they're not interested in the facts. They're not interested in the law. They're not interested in the history and basis of impeachment. They're just interested in using it as a political tool against President Trump. You've had some experience with Gerald Nadler. You were a congressman in the same Congress with him. What's your impression of him, Bob? Well, I I actually saw a picture of him in in the Atlanta paper today, and Dick didn't recognize him because he was actually smiling. I don't think in all of the years that I have known him and the eight years of it that we were both on the Judiciary Committee, I don't recall ever seeing the man smile. Uh, you know, he's, he's a, a humorless, uh, basically a very nasty person. Uh, he's somebody that is very difficult to work with, and he is partisan to the bone, and that's all he's interested in here. Uh, he has a position that's a very important one, chairman of the Judiciary Committee. There are all manner of issues that should be taken up by the Judiciary Committee that are important to the American people in terms of uh, judicial reforms and what's going on at the FBI and other agencies, the NSA, for example. Uh, and he's doing none of that. He's focused entirely on simply doing whatever he can from a partisan standpoint to uh, undercut this administration. That's his only focus. That's apparently his only goal. Bob, do you have any doubt that there's going to be impeachment of President Donald Trump? I don't. Uh, I don't really doubt it, uh, Larry. Uh, the Democrats know that ab- absent you know, a, a black hole suddenly appearing or you know the sun exploding, that uh, they are not. They could not even if they impeach President uh, Trump in the House, which I think they they will definitely move toward that. There's no way that they're going to get the votes in the Senate. They know that. Uh, but what they're interested in is not the impeachment itself, but the damage that they think they can they can hit the president with and help their candidates next year. That's all they're interested in. So uh, even if they can't or they decide in the final analysis not really to push impeachment to a vote, they're not going to back off from using that as a vehicle between now and November of next year to go after the president, because it's not about the facts. It's not about the law. It's not really about impeachment. It's just about partisan politics. Right. Well, how can you commit obstruction? of justice when you committed no crime. I mean, that's the bottom line. What are you obstructing? I mean, there's nothing there. But, you know, if you go back and look at what we did, and we did it for the right reasons, Bob. I mean, we wanted justice. We wanted Clinton to be held accountable, his lovely wife as well, I might add, Hillary. And we did have the effect, and this is why I believe that Gingrich limited the impeachment. He just wanted to wound Clinton, thinking that it would wound Gore, because if he had knocked Clinton out totally, Gore would have been the incumbent president in the 2000 elections. And it worked. I mean, as I said at the outset, we got George W. Bush. You know, <laughs> my God, I mean, the guy didn't even know where he was half the time. I mean, he, you know, his, his, his crowning moment was when he dodged a shoe in Baghdad. But <laughs> I, I, re, I remember that. Right. I mean, that was quite good. I mean, I thought. But I, other than that and, you know, being a cheerleader after 9-11, which was good, I, I don't know what the guy did other than destroy the economy and, and a bunch of other things. 
But well, it was it was really a shame because, as you recall, in 1997, uh, we were able to actually uh, and factually balance the federal budget. We cut taxes. We reformed welfare. And that was with Clinton. We pressured him to the degree that he realized that it would benefit him politically from signing that you know, those those pieces of legislation to balance the budget, most important. And we were on the way to having uh, balanced budgets for years into the future. And as soon as uh, President Bush took office, Bush too, that is, uh, that all uh, got shot to uh, shot to, you know, where uh, because the Republican majorities in the House and the Senate with a Republican president uh, viewed their role not as standing up for the responsibilities of the Congress, independent of the executive branch, but simply to do whatever a Republican president wanted. And they just busted the budget, and it's been that way ever since. That's right. And it did, the impeachment, which was limited just to Lewinsky, I believe, had the well, it was a lightning rod taking away from the more serious scandals like Chinagate, of course, because the media loved the sex and everything else, if you want to call it that. But it also resulted in weakening Al Gore, okay, and giving him giving him rise to be elected or allowed for the for Bush to be elected over Gore. And I think that's what the Democrats are doing right now with Trump is to weaken him. They're not doing it. For dough, they're doing it for show. Absolutely. I mean, it's 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 very clear. You look at the Mueller report, uh, and I was reading something that uh, the Ken Starr had uh, said, I think, in an interview yesterday, the day before, and he said, "Yeah, for heaven's sake, this thing is like four or five hundred pages long with a thousand footnotes. I mean, it's ridiculous. Uh, it, it's sort of similar to the paper that the now Attorney General prepared." last summer with regard to obstruction. You know, it was far longer than it needed to be, far more complex. Uh, Mueller's report could have been uh, uh, half a dozen or maybe a dozen pages if you really wanted to pad it, uh, because there's no substance there. And I think he, he put all of that detail in the report to do th- two th- a couple of things. One, justify the length of his investigation and the cost of it. Secondly, to provide uh, media for the media to use to go after and basically to go to the uh, House and say, hey, look, I don't have the guts to, uh, you know, to say that there's an obstruction here, uh, even though I sort of wink, wink, think that there is. Uh, but here, I've given you enough details, so you take this ball and you run with it. Uh, there was no reason for this report to come out the way it did. And what proves to me that Mueller clearly had an ulterior motive in all this is that uh, letter that he sent subsequently to Attorney General Barr and the phone call, uh, which was uh, simply to uh, give more credibility to the uh, House of Representatives so they could say, well, see, that's disagreeing uh, with uh, the Attorney General, it's Bob Mueller himself. Uh, it's, It's a total partisan political uh, mechanism uh, at work here, Larry. Well, that's right. It was clever. very different from the, work the, from the work that you did back in the 90s uh, and that I did uh, while I was in the House. Well, it was, it's a roadmap to impeachment. That's what he was doing. He was saying, you do it. I'm turning it over to you. Now the ball's in your court. But this is why what we're doing at Freedom Watch and what you do, Bob, at Liberty Guard is so important. 
and you can give the coordinates for that uh, during this show. I want them to support you as well as to support us, is that we're doing it to get the job done. Jerry Corsi is the only one that's fighting back against Mueller. We have lawsuits against Mueller and his staff, the FBI, and the Justice Department being run at that time for threatening Jerry Corsi that if he didn't lie under oath and implicate the president, he would be indicted. And as a sweetener, they said, well, okay, you can plead to one felony count and we'll recommend no time. And Jerry said, I can't do that in front of my creator, and I will not lie to implicate the president. And if I have to do life imprisonment, Jerry's already 72 years old, uh, you know, I'll take my chances. And at that point, he hired me. I brought counter lawsuits against Mueller. The bullies backed off. You know, I often equate it to, you know, Bob, the club that they used to advertise on TV that you put it on your steering wheel. So the crooks won't steal your car. They go to somebody else's car, <laughs> right? And, oh, yeah. I remember those. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of what it was. So, you know, Jerry never tried to implicate Roger Stone, but they went to an easy car to steal, okay, because Roger allegedly hadn't lied, had lied under oath and had threatened the witness. Jerry was not indicted. Stone was. So we are fighting back against Mueller. We're not afraid, and you're not afraid, and you can't let these bullies – you know, rule the the schoolyard. No, we dealt with them. You and I, and 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 a you know a small group, uh, you know, and other others of our band of brothers, so to speak. We uh, we fought back against them in the in the nineties. I mean, there was tremendous pressure, as you recall, against uh, moving forward with with any sort of uh, of, of an impeachment process. Uh, clearly, or at least in my mind, clearly, uh, there were uh, very serious grounds for impeachment and these other substantive issues, and that doesn't mean that obstruction and perjury are not substantive and did not provide a proper basis for Clinton's impeachment. They did, but uh, we really kind of missed the ball on on that one because the uh, Republican leadership in the House didn't want to move forward on these other issues. But even on the perjury and the obstruction, I mean, you, you recall the the, uh, the vehemence, uh, vitriol with which uh, Jerry Nadler and Chuck Schumer and them uh, fought against us uh, uh, back in uh, 98, 99. Yeah, uh, unbelievable hypocrites, Bob. Anyway, give where can they reach you at Liberty Guard? Because you have a, a public interest group, too, that does some really good things. Give the uh, coordinates for that. It's LibertyGuard.org. It's uh, an organization somewhat similar to yours in which we uh, stand up and fight against uh, government abuse, particularly at the federal level, and in support of constitutional uh, rights. So uh, your listeners can either go to BobBar.org or LibertyGuard.org. Thank you, Bob. You're a great credit to this country. I'm going to have you on again, and I'm very proud that you're my friend. Thank you, Larry. God bless you. Before he was a trial lawyer, he sliced him and diced him. People used to ask me, Larry, what caused you to start Judicial Watch and now Freedom Watch, given the powerful forces in this country that put you at risk? In a meat packing plant. I'm the son of meat packers in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I know how to slice and dice. A very special prosecutor, Larry Klayman. If you'd like to support Freedom Watch and this radio show, go to freedomwatchusa.org. Now the verdict, ladies and gentlemen. We need to do it for ourselves. It's a dog and pony show in Washington, D.C. It's a reality series. It's like the Housewives of Beverly Hills, you know, in many different ways. Uh, there's no reality. It's only a game. It's entertainment. 
its power, its money, its control. So that's why I want you to support our citizens' grand juries. I've actually asked Bob to be part of them. He's looking at the situation to see if he can, uh, because we need as much help as we can. Go to freedomwatchusa.org. We also need your support for our leftist media strike force. We're really the only ones in a major way that are bringing cases against these vile leftist media publications, whether it's the Washington Post, the New York Times, the Huffington Post, the whole lot of them. It's not enough just to talk like Hannity does on Fox News. You have to take action. It's not enough just to get documents like the group which I founded does under fit. And he's not a lawyer. Documents are basically mostly, if not everything, that they do. You need to take those documents. You need to take evidence. You need to indict. You need to try. You need to convict. You need to sentence. You need to hold people accountable financially for large damages for what they've done to this country. You need to bankrupt them to make sure they don't do it again. And then, of course, I've got clients like Dr. Jerry Corsi in my private capacity where we successfully defended him. Other clients like Schaefer Cox, who's in prison unfairly, like the Bundys. That trial is going on in a sense that it's in front of an appellate court now. It could get sent back. They could be retried. ClivenBundyDefenseFund.org. He needs your support. CourcyDefenseFund.com. He needs your support. Freedom Watch needs your support. You know, I know that sometimes I sound like a broken record, but we are quite unique. We are really the only ones out there with a lawyer of 42 years' experience in the trenches in the trial courts as a prosecutor and as a criminal defense lawyer who really will lay it all on the line. I will lay it on the line for the American people. I lay it on the line for myself because I won't be able to look at myself in the mirror if I don't think that I'm doing everything I can to try to save this country. And I'm not equating myself with a John Adams or a Thomas Jefferson or, or Benjamin Franklin. You guys can judge who I am, what I'm worth. But, you know, I have scars in battle. I have fought the powers to be. Sometimes they've come after me. Sometimes people who are supposed to be on the same side as you try to stab you in the back. But you know what? I believe, and I may not always be right, that God has put me in this place. And I look to him for guidance. Now, I may not always do the right thing. I make mistakes like everybody else. But I've had two experiences where Jesus has come to me and said, Larry, you're working for me now. Okay, clear out. What's in your head? I've gone through bad times, and we've all gone through bad times. The country's going through bad times right now, and we need to toughen it out, to do what we think is right, to not worry about the consequence. Our founding fathers did not worry about the consequence. They pledged their lives, their fortunes, and risked their lives to form a new nation, and our country is slipping away. That's why you need a Freedom Watch and that's why you need a Larry Clayman. And that's why you need people like yourselves, because we can't do it without you. There are others out there that are doing it. This network, Radio America, allows me to speak to the American people and others who are on this network. It's super important. It tells you straight up what the story is. They're not worried about advertising dollars. They're not worried about appearances. They don't have to be politically correct. They let me say what needs to be said. So I want you to support RadioAmerica.com as well. And listen to my radio show. It's now on 42 stations throughout the United States and growing. We're not as big as Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh, but we're getting there because we need to educate the American people. You can listen to it 
not just on the stations. Go to freedomwatchusa.org and see the list of stations around the country. It'll soon be in a hometown near you, but you can also hear the podcast. And you can hear that on RadioAmerica.com. You can go to FreedomWatchUSA.org and listen to it. Share it with your friends because we need to be educated. We don't need to be fooled. What you hear on Fox News and Hannity is a lot of candy-coated sugar cane. You know, there's going to be justice. Everything's going to happen. It's not, it's not going to happen unless we do the heavy lifting. It's not going to happen for government, by government. I'm not like Tom Fitton. I don't get documents and beg the government to do the job that we the people need to do. We the people need to band together. So join Freedom Watch's Justice League. Go to freedomwatchusa.org. Support this radio show. We will bring this country back to greatness. We are, in effect, President Trump's lawyers. He didn't appoint us that way, but we are because we support him. God bless you. God bless America. God save America. And I'll be back next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.